think it's about work ethic, man. I mean, uh, and, and certainly I see it now that, that I work as the doc boss and I, you can see the different attitudes that the, the different, uh, different people have. My, my guys, my workers, you, you, you can see the work ethic. I mean, it's, it's something that's, that's it's plain as day. This is the Seasonals Podcast, a show where we talk to people living the seasonal lifestyle. We take an in-depth look at the decision points they've encountered along the way. today with Jose Rodriguez. How are we doing today, Jose? I'm doing okay, Joe. How are you doing? Good, good. You, in the summers, work in Ketchikan at Trident Seafoods. Is that right? Roger. That's okay. What I do. Can you tell us a little about what, what exactly it is you do and uh, what you spend the summers doing up here in Ketchikan? Well, I am the, I run the dock at Trident. I'm the dock boss, which is the, the kind of the given name for the guy who does my job. The dock boss, a dock foreman. Um, the actual title is a dock lead, which is what it says on my paycheck. You know, I'm I'm the dock boss. We our job is to unload f- uh, fishing boats, um, mostly saners. They're most of the bulk of our of our fish come from saners and uh, and tenders. You know, the packers, the guys who who tend to them and then come and unload to us. So um, we basically provide all the fish for the plant that you know for the day i mean we start in the morning and kind of got a schedule this is this is how many boats you've got this is how much each boat has has on board and i mean we're talking in the hundreds of thousands of pounds you know and um you know my job is to just make sure that the dock runs runs you know that 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 the fish gets pumped, we use a we use a, a transvac, what it's called, which is um, a pump that has has a hose attached to it, and the hose goes directly into the the, the fish hold in in the tenders or the saners, whoever's coming to unload, and just suck up all that fish, man. Goes up into a sorting belt. I got a bunch of guys there sorting by species. We do this 15, 16 hours a day, every day, when when the season's up and running. You've got a fish vacuum. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a fish vacuum. <laughs> How big is the tube that the fish go into? It's a 12-inch hose. Um, we have a dual transvac, which is, which is actually two pumps that are alternating. They alternate off the same hose, you know, just, uh, just to make sure that, that we're pumping fast enough and, and that one, one pump doesn't kind of uh, get overloaded one of them relieves the other, and they alternate. It works really well, man. I mean, we pump from 6 a.m. in the morning until midnight, and, you know, just stopping for breaks and lunch, and for the rest of the time, we're just pumping fish. Yeah. <laughs> I see the the boats sitting out there at night, like right outside your guys' dock, just waiting, I guess, you know, until the 6 a.m. bell to come on in. 
Yeah, well, there's there's a couple of reasons why they're waiting. Uh, sometimes they're waiting for us to, you know, they're they're next in line. So sometimes they're they're still waiting to get offloaded. Sometimes it could be eleven at night, it could be twelve at midnight, and you see boats sitting out there. They're still gonna get unloaded, man. So I mean, sometimes we work until two a.m. I mean, it's rare. Uh, usually, usually we'll cut out at at eleven ish, right? Um, just so we can get a decent six hours worth of sleep right. that night. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but, th- yeah, the line starts very early in the morning. And you, on a busy day, you'll see a bunch of really big boats, really big tenders sitting out in front of the plants, just, you know, anxiously waiting to get offloaded so they can go do their thing. Yep. So um, if I'm one of the boats and I'm rolling in, it's my turn. Are you the first guy that I see? You, well... You you you're lucky if you get to see me, or, or either you're lucky or you're really unlucky if you get to see me. <laughs> right? You talk to me like uh, I uh, I kind of uh, set up the lineup. It's 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 just my prerogative to see who who is going to be pumped next, and it usually just deter- it's, it's it's determined by what species of fish they have on board. So we've yeah. got uh, most. I mean, the two main species that we deal with is uh, pink salmon. And chum salmon, cata salmon, dogs—they call them, right? And we've got two plants actually. There, it's it's one plant, but it's divided into two plants. One of them, one of the plants is a cannery. The other plant is we call it a freezer plant. But what they do there is they they fillet the fish, or they just head and gut it. Now the cannery only takes pink. All, all the all the pink salmon gets canned, and uh, on the freezer side, uh, it's mostly chum. Cata uh, salmon, and uh, you know cohos and and, and sockeye that go that go in there. Now, um, volume wise, there's always more pink. My job for and you know other than making sure that that the docks running is making sure that neither of these plants run out of fish because we've got I mean we've got hundreds of workers working on either side right, and um, I've got to make sure that I'm feeding the the plant. Uh, the either the cannery or the freezer plant uh, enough fish so that their the workers don't run out of fish. So I kind of got to alternate between boats. I got to I got to decide what boat I'm gonna pump next based on uh, how how many thousand pounds of of pink they have versus how many thousand pounds of chum they have. Uh, take into account how much tank space we have left because our our RSW tanks, which is refrigerated refrigerated saltwater tanks. They only hold a certain capacity. Like they'll hold the freezer plant holds two hundred seventy-five thousand, whereas a cannery can hold four hundred thousand. So they they go through a lot of fish in a day, man. And um, you have to always uh, know how much they have in the plant, how much fish is in the plant, uh, and how fast that particular plant is producing that day because they also work at different levels like sometimes they're working a little slower because they're running slower lines um like for example when they can when they use uh the quarter pound cans as opposed to using one pound cans one pound cans will chew through fish like really fast Mm -hmm. they can they can pound that thing really fast so they they'll they'll eat up all the fish that's that's coming their way really fast those machines but when it's quarter pounders um, they slow it down like a lot, so now it becomes an issue of tank space where I, I can't fit 
the, the, the amount of fish that a boat will have into, into the tank space that we have. So it's a little frustrating sometimes, uh, to say the least. Um, but, um, it keeps me on my toes, you know, and, and I, I like it. So you're playing a resource management game throughout the day. Sure. Yeah. It's all logistics, man. It's, it's, it's kind of just, uh, making sure that, um, that we, we don't run out, uh, of fish. I mean, the worst thing that could probably, that could possibly happen is that you don't provide enough, enough fish for a plant and you've got 200 workers standing around doing nothing, getting paid, getting paid, yeah, getting paid, right. Just standing around. And I mean, from my point of view, it's like, now I got to talk to my boss and explain to him why there's 200 guys standing around with nothing to do because I uh, couldn't couldn't pump fish into that plant fast enough or you know adequately. And so you said it's only if something really goes wrong that the the boat people see you. What what could go wrong where you have to see them? Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things can go wrong. Uh, a bunch of things can go wrong. But um, I'll give you an example of what happened this year. Uh, this year we were pumping uh uh a boat out and uh on the on the sorting belt there was a piece of glass like a piece of glass came out of the tank that's bad i mean you know that this is this is fish that's going that's going to be turned into food somebody's going to eat this right and uh we've got to know what happened like where did this glass come from is there more glass what's what is there glass in the fish yeah is there glass in the fish what what's what's going on right so that's when they get to see me, and that's that's when I go down there and I start asking these questions, and and you know we stop, we basically stop, everything stops, come comes to a grinding halt, right? So, my fear of everything stopping, right now, just is is well, it's now goes back to the tender. Usually in this case, it was a tender. It could be a saner too, but I mean, in this case, it was a tender. Now you got to explain what happened, and now we got we got to figure out what we're going to do with this, right? With the situation. So yeah, that's, that's one of the cases. Yeah. Another case is, uh, when let's say I want a guy, we're pumping, we're pumping fish constantly. So we have, we, we, my job is to get a boat in is, you know, in and out. So some guys really drag their feet, man. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get them off the dock so I can get a new boat in. Like I said, sometimes I'm running out of fish in a certain plant. Mm-hmm. So they don't know this, right? And, and there's no reason they should. I mean, this is, this is my problem. But it's my job to get them off and to get the new boat on, and some guys really drag their feet. So I'm a relatively nice guy. So when I have to go down there and yell at somebody to get off, you know, get off the fucking dock, yeah. you know, it's because something, something's going <laughs> Something's happening. So, yeah, like I said, uh, the, sometimes it's because they're really nice guys, and I want to give them, them that a boy, and, and I want to say, you know, that uh, they're doing a good job for us. You know, some guys have these long hauls. They're coming out from the coast or, or someplace, and they're busting their ass. They haven't slept for, for, you know, X amount of hours or days in some cases. And, um, you know, I just want to go down there and, and make sure that the guys know that we appreciate you know what they're doing for us. That's the other that that's the other time they get to see me. Yeah, and all that hard work because those oh, yeah. guys I've oh, yeah. seen some of them. They work themselves pretty raw. Well, those guys do what we do on land, out in the sea, you know, and that's tough. 
You know, we're we're they're they're in a washing machine sometimes doing this shit. Uh, so it's it's I I I can I can see uh, <laughs> in a washing machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, 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 it is, man. Sometimes yeah. it's 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 bad out there. And and I you know I we appreciate what they do for us, man. I mean, um, they they bust their butt to to get that fish to us in good quality too. Because I mean, part of it is making sure that the fish is 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 uh, ref- being refrigerated the whole time. You know that it doesn't we don't lose quality. Um, and, and that's another that's another time when they get to see me, when we get we get fish that's not you know that we I consider is not up to par. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, um, so yeah, I, it's 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 mostly the QA department's job to do that, but I'm the doc boss, so it goes I, through you. Yeah, it goes through me, and I have to go down there and make sure that, that these guys uh, get have their shit together. You know. So you've got boats lined up. How do you communicate with them? Do oh. they do they call you or? Man, I sleep with my VHF radio. I walk yeah. everywhere with my VHF radio. That thing is constantly going off. I got a cell phone. I got a company phone. You know, some guys, so some guys it, call me on the phone, and that's fine, man. I mean, I, I appreciate that. But uh, most of the time, it's just my. It's I've been I've been I've sat down, you know, for lunch. As soon as I sit down. You know, my somebody calls me on the radio, and then then you know I get to I get two bites of a chicken leg, and then it's yep. it's back out. Time yeah. to go. <laughs> time to go. Time to go. Yeah, that happens. That happens quite often, actually. So, and that's I mean that's our main that's our main uh, kind of way of communicating uh, with all these guys out there. Just my my VHF radio, my handheld radio, just walk around everywhere with it. I mean, when I say I sleep with it, I do. I sleep with it on my on my you know, yep. <laughs> next to my bed. Yeah. Uh, and it goes off at night sometimes. And, uh, at first I was, you know, kind of naive enough to, to, to answer some of these, uh, some of these calls. But then later on I started saying, Oh no, these guys gotta leave me alone. So <laughs> I'd turn off my radio at night. Yeah. Gotta have some time to yourself. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, so, so sometimes I, I, I know I like to listen sometimes, you know, it wasn't, uh, Occasionally, we we would cut out early and we'd leave a couple of tenders where we would call in to ditch a couple of guys just sitting out there, kind of doing our job right for us, like pumping the fish, buying the fish, uh, on on the tenders there, and then we'd pump them in the morning, right? We'd suck that fish out from the tender in the morning. So um, I'd I'd want to listen to what's going on, how many boats are coming in, and and things like that and then whether you know those guys are doing a good enough job of, of replying to the fishermen because you know when a guy hails a, a a tender you know three or four times and they get no reply sometimes i just call the guy on the cell phones go hey you know so and so boat's calling you man what what's up mm-hmm. and i was i'm off the clock but <laughs> just but you still want that machine to run? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Sure. I mean, uh, it Tritons. It's about it's about taking care of fishermen. I mean, they are they're the livelihood of the plant. Actually, the the fishermen. So um, we gotta we gotta make sure that these guys are getting taken care of. On a one of those 17, 18 hour days, how many boats do you get through? Oh God, it it depends on 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 the volume and how much each boat has. Has I mean, we've We've had days where we've unloaded uh, like fourteen tenders. 
which is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's just about all the tenders that we have, you know. Um, well, I think it was I think it was twelve tenders and, and, and two saners that particular day. Uh, but when the season got really busy this year, that we were we were working a sixteen hour days, we'd go through maybe eight or nine tenders, and we'd go through we'd unload something like uh, a million pounds a day, Jeez. something like that. Yeah, about there, you know, give or take, a little more than a million, a little under a million, but around there, that was kind of the average, I would say. And a million pounds of fish doesn't even make sense unless you actually see it. Yeah, like, well. in it and go, okay, that's what a million pounds of fish looks like. Yeah, well, uh, and I mean, the amazing thing is that the, uh, by the end of the day, that million pounds of fish is turned into either cans or, you know, just... Uh, fillets or you know or H and G, which is head and gutted fish, and it's and it's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes in one end, goes out the other end. So that's the amazing part. You, I know you're a postal carrier at one point. Let's let's take it back uh, to where it all started. Oh God, yeah, post. Uh, I was as a mail carrier actually, a CCA, City Carrier Assistant. Anyway, it all started. I I'll start when. Um, when I worked at as a as a legal secretary, so I started. Um, I was I worked as a legal secretary, which is, which is way different from what I do now. You know, <laughs> operating hoists and and driving forklifts, and so I worked at at a at a nonprofit law firm as a as a legal secretary for about five years. Um, um, kind of did well enough that uh, kind of worked my way up to office manager. I managed a couple of offices for this nonprofit law firm, which is the Legal Aid Foundation of Los Angeles. So shout out to them. We uh, basically, you know, we helped people with people who keep being evicted. I mean, low-income families, um, people, uh, women who are, you know, kind of escaping an, an abusive husband or abusive uh, uh, partner. Did a lot of good work all around the, this organization, but um, from from the time when I was I was there, I mean, I was there as a legal secretary for five years, and I was there as an office manager for about six years. And um, what what kind of ended it all is that we got defunded. We got um, a lot of our funds came from the federal government from a grant from the federal government, which they cut. Uh, by a lot, and uh, we we had to close one of the offices, and unfortunately, I was the most junior office manager, and I'd given up my my union, you know, protection from by going into into management into the dark side, the management side. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was one of the heads rolled there. I uh, they closed one of my offices and gave me a severance package and and sent me on my way with my severance. So, um, kind of just. For a while, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought about going back to school, but kind of saw that the need to, um, you know, to just get another job. And and I, I knew someone who worked at the post office, and I I wanted to get a job that was a little, that was different from what I was doing, you know, sitting behind a desk all day. And, and this was a perfect opportunity. I mean, you know, you where you can work for the federal government, you can, it's, it's potentially a, a very good job and, and it's very active and it was a fucking nightmare <laughs> working for the post office, dude. I mean, they, 
that's why I mean I I can see why that term going postal was 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 invented or, or you know why it came to be. They they would just run us ragged those guys you know there was never never any appreciation for anything you did it was always all right well you 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 did your job well here's more work you know yep that's how it was and i i just now i felt trapped like i felt i got to get away from this and what ended up happening is i i knew a friend who who worked up here in 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 alaska seasonally and I just, I mean, I started just talking to him about how bad it was at the post office. And the guy just said, you know what, dude, just come with me, man. I'm leaving in like two weeks. I'm going up to Ketchikan. And I said, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I, I don't know what's going on. I've never been to Alaska and I don't know the job. So it's like, oh, man, just, just go and apply online to see what happens, see if they accept you. And, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of just loaded up my resume onto their website. I went on their website and, and kind of just did did all that stuff. And I got a call right away, you know. It's like, yeah. But I came in as a processor. That was, you know, that's what they needed at the time. It was, this was uh, late June. Uh, season was just starting, I guess, or about to start in July. And um, they needed processors. So I said, well, whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's an experience. I'll, I'll, I'll gets me out of the post office. Yeah, gets me out of the post office. Certainly, man. I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll gut fish for a living. I remember uh, when, because I, I worked at the post office before I came up here, and but I, I was a clerk, and they had me doing split shifts, six sometimes seven days a week. So I would come in at six or seven a.m., leave at eleven, come back at two, stay until seven or eight. Wow, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, and but the the carriers, the carriers would come in at say eight, and and be out on the street until you know six or seven or eight. I mean, it's getting oh, dark God. when they came you, back. You, yeah, you have not. Uh, I mean, if you if you think your job sucks, you know, try delivering mail on a on you know on a route, maybe a route that you don't know, like a route that you've never done before. At like eight at night when it's pitch black and you know and with your cell phone lighting the lighting the letters you know with one hand you know so you can see the address on the letters <laughs> and then you know and then turning in in lighting the uh, the address on the house I mean this it was just it it's a nightmare man I mean honestly and they they don't care they no. don't care if I mean, you get really. back early, they have more mail yeah. waiting for you. Yeah. If you get exactly. back on time, they're pissed. Yeah. If you get back late, they're screaming at yeah, you. Yeah, they're screaming at you. Oh, exactly, dude. Nothing is good enough for them. <laughs> never, never. So yeah, it was a bad situation. I mean, uh, but but I got out. I mean, I I came up here, and um, I I never did any processing work. Um, as soon as I got here, they they recognized you know my potential. I guess they they saw my resume. And said, "Well, you know what? You think you could do some better than processing? You know, we got we got something better for you." I went into quality assurance at the dock mostly because the guy who was who was uh, at the time doing that gig out at the dock just kind of had kind of a, a mental breakdown. Like he he just was was one of those few people that really just can't cut it up here in these seasonal jobs. You know, going leaving your family and leaving everyone. Uh, to work up here, you know, live in a dorm, <laughs> yeah. basically. Uh, yeah, some people can't cut it, and this guy just couldn't. So, um, you know, thankfully, I was around, and um, 
I got I got to work out in the dock for for the last four four years, uh, doing quality assurance, uh, kind of getting to know all the fishermen, getting to know how things run out there. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of things that 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 I I was I didn't learn that well, like you know, running running hoist, running cranes, and, and working forklifts. But I I did a lot of the other work, and and that's kind of what helped me later get get this job get this um this dock boss job um what ended up happening there is i went home um that year got a pretty good job in la that's where i'm from los angeles it's a suburb actually it's uh paramount but um i i got i got a decent job down there and i was really thinking that maybe I was gonna just stay down there you know not come back um but um I got a call from the plant manager um uh, the Kenry plant manager telling me that that the 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 dock foreman uh was was kind of just had left and their this their season was starting and they're kind of left high and dry at that point, you know, and they needed somebody who could kind of just hit the ground run, somebody who knew how things worked, basically get get along with people. Because <laughs> that's, that's one of the major problems that the guy that I replaced had. So I thought about it for a bit. And honestly, to tell you the truth, the, the, the main determining factor for me in, in, in this case was actually... And I love catch can so much, too. Like, mm-hmm. I really wanted to come back to catch can. And, you know, you think about, okay, well, I've, I've got a pretty decent job, but it's, it's, it's just money, you know? I mean, uh, life is, is so much more than about just, just, just making money. Uh, I, I, the job is okay, but it wasn't that fun. This job is fun. You know, this job is fun. For me, it's fun. It's a little stressful sometimes, but it's fun. But, but besides that, I mean, some people can't deal with, with the, the dorm living and, and, you know, the camaraderie. To me, it's, uh, man, it's like I'm at a frat, like at a frat man. This is, this is like a fraternity here with all my homies, you know, all my friends. Uh, <laughs> every night, we, uh, we just hang out and we have fun, man. Um, you know, whenever we have time, when, when we're not working 17, 18 hours, we, right. we just come home and just drop dead, uh, on the bed. Um, uh, but yeah, but, uh, most of the time I'm just having fun up here, man. You left the postal service job, which was super easy. It was time to go. You know, you had to come up, but tell me a little bit about, about the job in the lab. When I went back, uh, last year, I got a, I got a job. Uh, working uh, in quality assurance in um, at this uh, food processing plant, and that's uh, it's, it's thank thanks to my my background here and what I learned here in, in Triton and Ketchikan, working with uh, with these with these great people here, Miles Moholan, um, great guy here. I learned kind of how to do the micro lab thing too while I was down here. I had to cover someone for a while. When I went back to LA last year, last year, I kind of got this job working quality assurance. Uh, right away, as soon as I got the job, uh, a position came up for uh, a lab tech, a micro lab technician, and I said, "Well, I've got experience doing that." I said, "Well, 
yeah, why, why don't you do this for us then, you know? And it was, I mean, it was good, man. It was, I, I was, uh, the, 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 the only thing I didn't like about it was that I was, I was, you know, you couldn't leave. You were in, in the lab and because of cross-contamination, like you don't, you don't want to cross-contaminate. So you don't want to be going in and out all the time out of the lab, mm-hmm. right? But they were cool, so cool that they let you, all right, disinfect your phone, you know, sit there. I'd sit there listening to audiobooks, reading comic books on my phone, watching videos while, you know, while I was waiting for results. Because sometimes, you know, when, when you had to roll up your sleeves and do some work, you'd do it. Uh, but a lot of the time was uh, waiting for results uh, to, to come back for, for things like Listeria. Like we had these, these big machines that would uh, read out these strips that we um, we'd prepare uh, these Listeria samples, um, you know, these pathogen samples for, you know, salmonella and stuff like that. So it was, it was interesting and it was fun. We did a lot of shelf life too. You know, you, you kind of, where you determine how long a product can, 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 uh, exist until it's not fit for human consumption anymore. Mm-hmm. So a lot, we did a lot of that. How do you test for that? Well, you just basically, uh, dilute the product uh more and more until uh you well you you sit it in a fridge right so and you've got a calendar you've got a calendar uh you've got to keep track of of the days every week we were testing them so we test them every week we test them every week and you do a count you do a plate count how many you know how much uh bacteria is growing how much bacteria is growing what kind of bacteria is growing right uh, and you you've got a few different samples i mean it's not just one one it's 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 a few different uh products let's like let's say we've got we've, we did a lot of sushi right a lot of this this sushi that goes on shelves for big companies like costco and whole foods and stuff like that and there's just rolls like california rolls and stuff like that so we've got maybe like okay so we've got the california rolls that we're testing right so we've got we had like four California rolls, like four packs of them, and and we test them. We just they just sit in our fridge. We had every everything you know, kind of just tagged. Test them every every week. See how much bacteria is growing. So and by the way, <laughs> here it comes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of bacteria. <laughs> everything has a lot of bacteria. I mean, you don't. It's got to be too much to count. For us to, you know, to say, okay, that's it. We can't, and, and that's after diluting, because you dilute the stuff, like five, up to up to five times. Like, uh, and when I say dilute, is uh, you you would grab a sample, right, and you take your syringe and you just you, you just mix it with with the media, which is uh, the media is just kind of like what 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 causes the bacteria to grow, right? So you mix that with just plain uh, media, the product. And then you test that, always too high to count. So you'd have to dilute that, right? You oh, dilute God. it once, right? So you, you put it in uh, in a, like a five milliliter um, container. You put one milliliter of that of that juice, let's say, in there. And then you test that, always too high to count. So then you take a milliliter out of that and put it in another five milliliters, and that's another dilution. And then that'd be too high to count. So you take a milliliter from there, put another five milliliters, and so on and so forth, right? Until you can count it. Until you can count it. Until you can count it. So, uh, yeah, a lot. I mean, we're talking. <laughs> yeah, 
even even with with all the the preservatives, yeah, yeah, even with all the preservatives, even with all the preservatives, um, stuff still just <laughs> like tons of bacteria, man. So I processed food. Ooh. I had milk in there that was said it was good until September seventeenth, and I think I drank it on the twenty fifth. <laughs> what you're well, saying is I'm. I have oh, seconds oh, to live. Dude, yeah, yeah, dude. You need to get your stomach pumped. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It's it processed food, man. Uh, and uh, the stuff that's going through these plants. Um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't. Uh, just th- this is this is a, a nice place. This is a very clean place, right? But. Um, you just still don't know. You still don't know where the where where stuff's coming from sometimes. And uh, and we we do um, we do uh, checks on 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 raw product, right? And uh, sometimes we get really bad hits on raw product, and uh, we'd either you know just send it back to the to the vendor or just stop buying from that vendor altogether. So. It's, uh, I mean, it's 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 a combination of things, is but it, but, yeah. Needless to say, I never ate any of the sushi there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now these were separate fridges, right? You didn't have your lunch for the day in the same fridge as the. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Not even close, man. You ever forget your lunch and go, well. No, and try some of their that take- stuff. <laughs> oh no! You know what? Sometimes what I do sometimes is they had they had a lot of like fresh, uh, pro- like produce. Like they used like carrots and cucumbers and stuff like that. They went into the production of the sushi, right, into making it. So that's the only thing I ever got into. You know the 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 actual veggies. You know I I walk around crunching on a carrot sometimes, and that that's that's it. That's all I'd eat from that place. Right. <laughs> Your decision to go from that job, because like you said, it, it was nice. You told me earlier it was, you know, not that far from where you were living. There were a lot of great things about it, especially in L.A. And you decided, as you said, the biggest factor was Ketchikan. Did you deliberate on it a while? Did you think about it? Did you come up? Did you write down the pros and cons and finally they were outweighed? Like, how, how did that decision happen? Well, yeah, I'd, I did think about it. Uh, didn't didn't uh, write out any pros and cons. Kind of just uh, worked it out in my head. But, um, yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a tough decision. I mean, to find a job in L.A. that's like maybe 15 or 20 minutes commute from your house in the street right you don't have to hop on any freeways and it's 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 a job where you work i was i think i was starting at 7 a.m i started 7 a.m and uh it was to like 3 30 in the afternoon just like 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 a really cool schedule um and I, i got my weekends off you know got weekends off it was very comfortable you know, it was very comfortable. It was it was not a, not not great pay, but it was decent enough to to survive in, in L.A. That's you know, pretty expensive place to live. So, um, I mean, to to be honest, I kind of I kind of took a pay cut to come down here. You know, so that was definitely one of the cons. One of the cons is I might make less money. Mm-hmm. Um, um, 
But, you know, it it, it, it pans out. It, it, it actually worked out uh, really well because we had a really good season. And that's one of the what's that is one of the, the main factors. You don't you don't know if you have a good season and you, you work a lot of hours then you make a lot more money, you know, and I ended up making actually uh, more money than I would have made, you know, in these couple of months up here than if I would have stayed. Um, but, you know, one of the cons, again, for coming down here uh, was the, it's kind of, it's, it's a little unstable. Now, now you go back home and, and you've got to uh, find a way to, to, you know, to make it. I mean, sure, you've got your savings from, from working up here, but, um, you know, you, you can, you got to get, you got to get a job. You got to find something to do while you're down there. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that's one of the things that kind of, um, it's kind of a drag for from having to work seasonally, but um, you, you uh, if you like like a guy like me, I, I've never had any trouble finding a job just because I'm willing to take whatever <laughs> whatever's out there, you know. Uh, and occasionally you get lucky and you get a really good job, right? Uh, but uh, sometimes you don't, and and you know you just end up whatever un- unloading uh, 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 or what are they called? Un- unloading uh, uh, trailers or something, you know, just whatever, you know, just you'd end up doing um, some some crappy stuff as a t- in temp agencies, but it's okay. I mean, um, but you're also the type of guy that gets pulled off of those jobs and pushed onto a better one, like what happened when you're a processor, and you know the boss is calling you and be like, hey, we need the doc boss. You're our guy. Come on up. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, it's it's. I, I hate to to kind of sit here and toot my own horn, but I think it's about work ethic, man. I mean, uh, and and certainly I see it now that that I work as the doc boss, and I you can see the different uh, attitudes that the the different uh, you know different people uh, have. My my guys, my workers, you 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 can see the work ethic. I mean, it's it's something that's that's it's plain as day. Um, and something that maybe I didn't pay enough attention to when, you know, when I'm working side by side with someone. Um, but, um, when you're, when you're the boss, you, you can, you can, you can tell who the go-getters are, who, you know, the guys who are, are, you know, just doing, doing what they're told or, you know, I mean, and, and have some, some positive feedback sometimes, you know, I mean, not, not everything you shouldn't just, uh, mindlessly do every, anything you're told, but um, you know if if you if you see that something uh, can has a better solution, you know you you speak up. You know work harder and work. Or, I'm sorry, work smarter, not harder. Right, right. Work smarter, not harder. So that's uh, that. I can you know guys who are really smart. I can see who those guys are. You know guys who um, bust their butt. I know who those guys are. And then the guys who just uh, just want a free ride, you just <laughs> see who those guys are. And I guess uh, that's that's just been one of the one of the things that I've been lucky enough they've uh, recognized in some of the places that I work at least uh, that I, I I do have a, a good work ethic when it comes to you know getting getting work done and um, and then having a positive attitude. Yeah. And efficiently. Yeah, efficiently. Yeah, definitely. I think that's that's a good point you make about how when you're when you're right there side by side with people doing the same job, 
you and you have a good work ethic, you might like it's easy to pick out the guys that suck, you know, but but guys that are doing their work but maybe not you know, really pushing themselves and all that. It, it's maybe harder to notice when you're working alongside with them than it is the boss because I've I've had a lot of friends that say Oh, you know, I'm trying for this promotion and this, this new job, and I don't know. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, who who else is going in there? They'll talk about, they're like, oh, this guy, you know, blah. And they'll like list what they have and then what the other people have and like the differences. And I'm like, well, it sounds like you've got it. Like, it sounds like, you know, and they're like, yeah, but I don't know, you know. And then it comes about and they get the job. Yeah. And so I think it, you are right. It's, it's a lot harder to see when you're next to the, the person or the people on the line when it is as as the boss seeing okay this guy is the go-getter this guy just showing up yeah you know? yeah well it's it, i mean it's also because you, you you don't really know exactly what everyone's doing i mean when you delegate a task to someone um as you know and, and when you're the person in charge and you delegate a task uh you you see who who's actually doing what 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 you need them to do you know and and sometimes you can be very general uh when when you're delegating a task you can say you know you know make sure that this gets there or or make sure that that this gets built or something you can be very general and there's some there's some employees who can who who do well when you just let them be creative let them let them do their thing and 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 they'll find a way to do it you know and then there's there's the other characters who you have to be super specific because if you don't tell them exactly you know what nail goes into what you know what hole or, or however you want to phrase that you know what what to screw into into what they just they can't do it i mean right. it, yeah they they either make a complete mess out of things or they just simply just give up and say i can't do this when they're loading the pallet they'll put all the the scans on the inside. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I've I've got some some workers who sometimes we have to um, take stuff apart, right? We have to. There's a problem. Let's say there's a problem with with, with a hose that's leading up to the transvac. So we have to take things apart. And um, you know, there's specifically one guy, but there's uh, other guys as well that you can just say, hey, that hose needs to get replaced, right? He goes, all right. And he'll go, and he knows what exactly needs needs to get done. Or, or he's creative enough to think, okay, I've got to take this apart, got to measure hose exactly the same length, blah blah blah, whatever. Other guys go, hey, we need to replace that hose. Scratch their head, going, what? How do we do this? You know, it's and 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 their guys were working right alongside each other. You know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not knocking them. Every, everyone has has. Uh, has uh, faults and, and and virtues, and everyone's good at, at something. I, I I can appreciate all my guys for for uh, you know different different reasons. Uh, some guys just you know might be a little smarter than other guys um, when it comes to stuff like that. A little more creative, uh, a little more innovative. Uh, but other guys, you know, they're the kind of guys who are just workhorses. And you, go, well, you know what, let me just roll up my sleeves and, 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 and do what needs to get done in terms of, you know, physical labor, because there's a lot of physical labor involved in, in this type of job. And, you you know, and you need those guys, too. I Absolutely. mean, you know, you need the brutes. You need those guys. Yeah. 
They're your they're your linebackers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're they're listening when you you're like, okay, I need this move there. They're yeah, like, yeah. All right, well, exactly. That, that's that's the guy you want to do. All right, yeah, yeah. Just move this there. Yeah. Let me ask you this: You worked as the doc boss this year. What's on the What's on the horizon? What's coming up? I guess well, though, if they'll have me, I'll be the doc boss next year as well, which I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I got locked in. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I'd love to grow with this company. This is this is a company definitely that likes to promote from within, and um, I'm always up for for a challenge. Always up for learning. Um, you know more. Um, I was planning on maybe going back to school and finishing my BA, which I never, never got a chance to do uh, because I dropped out. <laughs> um, because I, I, you know, it, it became kind of difficult for me economically, and and um, and I just wasn't. It what I, my major. It was not my passion. I should have. I should have uh, recognized that and 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 made the proper changes. So I. It, it burnt, I got burnt out, and I ended up just dropping out of school for a while. I thought, well, it'll, it'll be for a semester or a quarter at that time, and then I'll come back. And, um, and then, you know, things just keep getting stretched out to longer and longer. And I'd, I'd like to go back to school, but, um, you know, now that there's so many online courses being offered, I mean, may, maybe I don't need to, to quit working, finish school. I can do it uh, at my own pace. I can keep coming up here um, to catch can, uh, doing this job, and maybe trying to get my degree at the same time and see if I can uh, climb that corporate ladder, man. Yeah. So your friend, that while you're working at the post office, your friend told you about, oh, I'm going to Alaska, you should just come with me. Do you... Do you have that conversation with other people now? Are you the one trying to get people to jump in the seasonal life? You know, yeah. I have assumed that role, actually. And I've succeeded with a couple of guys, uh, bringing a couple of guys up here. Um, guys who feel like they're in dead-end jobs. Guys who just want to, um, you know, in some cases, guys who just want to try something new, you know, and get out of their comfort zone and do something. You know, I say, yeah, you just tr- just try for a season, man. Just go up there. Let's see. I I kind of uh, tell them what to do, where to apply. Here's the here's the website. Go ahead. Um, and uh, a couple of guys have done that and have come up here. Um, it's it's not for everyone. Uh, this this seasonal type of work, and especially, you know. Um, because most people are, are from places that are not too close by, like uh, like my friends that are from Southern California, which is you know quite a ways from here, um, and it's completely different, man. It's like this is our the summers here are our winters. Yeah. So you're giving up your summer in sunny Southern California for another winter, basically. It's so scenic. I mean, it's the the. There's no comparison in terms of enjoyment of of nature of 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 just waking up w- waking up um every day in that concrete jungle down there in in southern california it's such a drag man i mean e- even if i even if my my job was just uh 20 minutes away it's, it's just such a drag to just wake up and have to drive down there and it's you're just locked in, in this this sea of concrete man everywhere 
and here, I mean, of course, there's paved roads and, and and everything, but it's so easy to just walk off, walk, you know, walk onto a trail, man, and just go. Hikes are just a few minutes away in any in any direction that you want to go, and you know, if you want to just enjoy, you know, looking at 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 anything that the 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 sunrise, the sunset. It's real easy and it's real fun to do here. Where down there, it's it's fucking impossible, man. <laughs> yeah. And even uh, between houses or work, like you went from work to your house and then walked over here to my place in L.A. Like, oh my god, probably impossible. Yeah. Oh man, tell me about that. Um, yeah, it's you don't go anywhere without your car, and, and it's it's such a relief here that I. I, I mean, I drive when I have to because I have to drive for work sometimes. I have to, like, take stuff, so, uh, like make some deliveries or something, right, uh, to, to American or AML, so American, uh, Alaska Marine Line, right? So sometimes I have to uh, work driving, but, uh, man, it's such a relief that I don't have to drive to work every day. That I can just wake up and just, you know, just go to work. Just wake up and my job is right there. And hey, if I want to go for like like I said, if I want to go visit a friend, just walk there. You know, I want to go uh, on a hike or, or on a walk. You can do that here, man. In in L.A., <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to drive for about two hours just to get to a place where you can you can hike for half an hour. You know, it's <laughs> it's like that. So I just uh, I mean I I just like to say that if. If this job hadn't come around, uh, if, if at the time when I was working at the post office, if I hadn't discovered Catch Can, I, I mean, I really don't know. I, I would have had a fucking nervous breakdown, man. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, this job, uh, the fact that it kept me, it kept me busy because um, it was. It, it, I mean, we worked, we worked a lot. I just thought it was it was the most beautiful place in the world when I came up here. Um, it wasn't raining. It wasn't right. raining that day. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I thought it was it was just the most beautiful place I've, I've ever seen when I came down here for the first time. And um, and then the work was not as difficult as I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought, well, this is this is completely different from anything I've ever done, right? I'm not going to be sitting behind a desk, and I'm not going to be delivering delivering mail, and um, I'm going to be working at a fish processing plant. So never did anything even close to that, and uh, it ended up being a great experience, man. It ended up being uh, I fell in love with with the town. I fell in love with 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 my job, and it's um, it's not guess for everybody uh but for the few of us that that enjoy uh you know coming and doing seasonal work i mean you can't beat catch can yeah (laughs) yeah this is this is this is heaven well said (laughs) well yeah it's great to see you when i do around town and thank you so much for talking to me today it was great no problem joey i'll see you at the asylum yeah (laughs) Yeah! That's it. That's the episode. The seasonals are Kelly Mogg, Ryan Deininger, me, Joey Ravinsky. The theme song by Ryan Deininger, Joe Williams, Louis Leva, Chappie, Thomas Hamilton. 
Follow us on Instagram at the seasonals underscore. Like us on Facebook. Listen to our next episode. That's it. We're out. Yeah.